Hey everyone, I hope you're doing well. I'm back here for the third part of four parts of my learnings from quarter two of this year. So I'll dive back in and keep on going and then at the end I'll signal that. So the first thing I want to start with is this. I lack a broader mental model that can connect all the things I'm exposed to and learn under one roof. Given my consumption of information across a variety of topics, I've noticed that I would benefit from creating a map or model of the information that I'm taking in to see how it all connects and perhaps integrates into something bigger than the independent buckets in which they currently appear in my view. I've noticed that separating information which is actually connected can have some negative outcomes when it comes to implementing changes or trying to understand something completely at both the individual and group level. Of course, this is extremely complex and hard to make sense of in an easily organizable and comprehensible way. But I believe it would be a step in the right direction. Shane Parrish has written a lot of great work on this at his blog called Farnham Street. Next, in times of distraction, focus on showing up, getting started, and making marginal gains. Starting is often half the battle. I find myself lacking motivation to do something from time to time, like everyone, which can lead me to make excuses to not do it. I don't have enough time now, but I need to do this other thing. Well, I haven't been doing that and I've just been fine. Statements like this can float across my mind and appear convincing, but I've consistently learned that they are leading me astray when reflecting on them after the fact. Showing up and getting started, even if you can't finish, is a huge step. Marginal gains matter because they add up over time, and they add up a lot. Ultimately, the only way to stop being distracted is to start doing the thing from which you are distracting yourself. Sitting down and getting to work, even if it's the smallest bits of progress, is much better than the alternative. It also helps to get things done faster and ahead of schedule which I think we all would agree is better than the other side of getting things done more slowly and behind schedule in the majority of circumstances, of course. Next, put your chips in for the bet on yourself. It's the most controllable bet you will be able to make. You cannot control how others act or how they think. However, you can control how you act and think. You can control how you respond to adversity. You can control the opportunities you give yourself to improve and to change. Of course, do you have full control over these things? No, but you certainly have more control over yourself than you do over others. It is easier to understand and have an impact on your own system and workings than those of others. And because of this level of control and influence, it is the best bet to make. If you invest into understanding and improving you, then that investment is more likely to pay off. It is also more likely to keep paying off if you keep investing. Next. Life is a book whose pages cannot be stopped from turning until it ends. Time just keeps on rolling. It doesn't stop for anyone. As much as as we may want time to slow down for us, to speed up for us, or to completely stop, it will never listen. All we can do is accept this. In the good times and the bad times, it will not stop. Every moment will pass, just as every second does with the tick of the clock. Next. The future cannot change the past of the present. Everything that is now behind us is now permanently behind us. There is absolutely nothing that we will ever be able to do, either in the present or the future, to change this fact, no matter how hard we try. 
If we cannot accept our past to learn from it and move ahead, then it will continue to eat at us until we take the steps needed to come to terms with it. Accept, let go, understand, detach, and leave it where it was, whether it was the best or the worst of memories. You are what you are now. Your past has helped to shape you, but you are not your past. That's why it's okay that you cannot change it. That's why accepting, detaching, and leaving it behind is enough. Next, nothing good tends to happen on my phone after 10 p.m. At 10 p.m. on my good days, I'm shutting down and relaxing, whether that be reading, getting ready for bed, writing in my journal, or meditating. That's where I typically am on a good day. Being on my phone after that time tends to involve me going down a rabbit hole of some kind or to be texting people when I really do not need to be. My emotions at later times tend to be more volatile as well. So relaxing and slowing down is much more beneficial. Next, do not run from making a commitment or concrete choice. It will benefit you. Throughout my life, whether it be in selecting a life path, a place to go for dinner, and especially making a commitment in relationships, I've struggled to commit and to make a choice in which I say yes to one thing and no to everything else. However, I've constantly realized that whenever I make a definitive choice and commit, which involves not just saying yes, but saying no to a lot of other things, I feel much better mentally and the quality of whatever it is that I'm committing to is worth the commitment. Even if it is not worth the commitment, the fear of being left with nothing, if it does not work out, is not justified. You are not left with nothing. In fact, you are left with the learnings of committing and seeing it through, which is often more valuable and beneficial for the rest of your life compared to what you would have learned or gained from not committing and staying in an uncommitted or undecided position. Next, it is better to default to taking autonomy rather than waiting for it to be given. There have been countless times where I was left unsure of what to do because of a lack of clear directive from someone else in a situation. Each time I do not do something and wait for direction when it is unclear, I find that things would have gone better if I were to have taken more autonomy and made an attempt myself. Even if the attempt is not a success, it is oftentimes a partial success that propels me closer to the, to the desired outcome. Sometimes it ends up being the desired outcome and things are able to move faster and more effectively. And most importantly, the process is much less stressful if I strive to be more proactive and set things up ahead of time without waiting for instruction. This proactivity is a big boost, both inside and outside of my work. Next, be definitive and confident in your views and processes, but balance that with a growth mindset and willingness to take feedback. This balance has swayed back and forth for me over the last few months and years for that matter. Sometimes I'm very confident and sure of myself to the point where I am startled, where I'm more startled than usual when receiving feedback. There are other times in which I'm not sure enough of myself to take this step up and be confident in expressing views and be, being definitive in my processes, which leads me to having fewer opportunities to execute and receive feedback for growth. When I've come Two on this is a theme that resonates across a number of areas of my life. If I can balance these two better, then I will be setting myself up to do better work, to be a better person, and to grow at a better pace. 
Although for some people these characteristics seem like a dichotomy and a zero-sum game, they're not. Instead, if done well, they can feed into each other to facilitate a positive feedback loop. Next, in most cases, it is likely more important to raise your low bar versus raising your high bar. In a conversation I had with a friend about his music career, we came on to discussing a rapper named Russ, who was one of the first artists to experiment with putting one song out per week over the course of multiple years. Every song was not amazing, but he certainly had plenty of spectacular hits that came out of this practice, which ended up launching his career. Instead of trying to make the best song possible and trying so hard to push on quality, or in other words, perfection, he used the process of developing his craft through consistency and repetition to raise the quality of his worst music, which in turn made the overall quality of his music better and better. I think that this approach can be a good one for most areas of life, especially areas that are not extremely high risk or of a high risk on each execution. So pretty much everything. In a way, focusing on raising our high bar or our maximum can be counterproductive as it can hold us back from focusing on executing good habits and practices to build better and better skills. That is ultimately what becoming the best is about, having the best skills. And how do you develop the best skills? You practice them more than everyone else and you get in the repetitions over and over again. Of course, there's plenty more that goes into that, but the consistent training and execution is a key piece. Next, and lastly, do not get too caught up in the academic side of things. That is not what most people, that is not how most people think and operate. It is also not how most people vote and conceive of the world. The details and nuances matter at levels at which the general public will often not want to engage. And that's just fine. There are ways to navigate this. And on top of that, it is important to realize that there is wisdom in simplifying and making a hard and fast rule to make sense of the world more efficiently. That's all for today. And I'll be back with the last set of takeaways in my next episode in a couple of days. So thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. And I hope that you're finding these to be valuable. As I've said in the description of a couple of these, it's really something that I've gotten to learn so much from as a process. And working on this process has really allowed me to take a step back, which if I didn't have this, would never happen. And for me, the quality of these learnings and the quality of these takeaways is just so high to the point where I'm really able to, to see my life in a more objective way and I'm able to see myself and the world in a way that I just simply would not without this process so once again I hope you enjoyed it and I'll be back soon as always much love cheers